we are live. So welcome to Putty Fantasy, your podcast. The podcast that gives you all the best that you want in analysis, in banter, trolling. And of course, this is the edition where we say goodbye to Jurgen Klopp. It's not gone yet, but expect there. a lot of <laughs> still there. Yeah, the long, the long goodbye. The long goodbye. <laughs> but welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, today we have Queen's Kausa with us. Um, here, I hope I'm she's. Here. I'm uh, here. Yeah. Tears. I know. I'm I was in the... and we can stop this conversation. <laughs> I am in so much pain. You guys don't understand. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. Don't worry. We have enough time for us to share our mutual grief and <laughs> and recover together. And also, we have Saliba's uncle. Is joining us for the first time. Thank you for joining us. We're happy to have you. Thank you for having me. Fantastic. Like, Who are you people? Where's EJ? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> so a bit of housekeeping before we proceed. Uh, we have our social media handles there. We have uh, on YouTube at Footy Fantasy, Twitter at Footy AD Fantasy for the Twitter handle, and on Instagram at Fantasy Footy. So just give us a shout, give us, give us a comment, give us a like, subscribe, all of that jazz. And yeah, so we proceed to our first topic for today. We just get straight into it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's rip the band-aid, Linga. <laughs> I'll ask you exactly where were you when the news broke? Because for me, I was at work. I got a message from a very good friend, and I just thought he just said, no, that's what he just wrote in the text. No, I was like, what? What's no? So I had to ask him what, and then he said, "Club is gone." I was like, what? So I couldn't concentrate at work. I think at work that day, I probably did only maybe one hour of work and seven hours of checking social media and checking all the news. I didn't concentrate at work at all. So how did you take it? Where were you, Linga, when the news broke? It was maybe 5.45 in the morning in California. And I woke up and like, I had a ton of messages and notifications and I kind of ignored them. And I was checking my email and someone who like, randomly sends me emails about his theories about Liverpool sometimes, sent me like, just so you know, I heard the clock's leaving. And I'm like, this guy's a psycho, whatever. And then I opened up, when I saw the number of messages I had in each of my Liverpool support groups, I was like, okay, either someone's died or worse, Klopp is leaving. So, um, yeah, so I woke, I found out through, and then of course my brother who supports United was waiting and waiting and waiting for me to wake up so that I could find out so that he could like <laughs> laugh at my pain. Um, what a shock, my God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for, for me, um, so the shock was even more- muted himself. He's just like, I'm not, I'm not gonna be this <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we'll, we'll bring we'll bring Saliba in, but of course, I, I am still I am still having fun. That's why. So it's, it's really fun <laughs> listening and watching Liverpool fans complain. And yeah, it's I think it's testament to how good Klopp has been that you listen to Manchester United fans, you listen to Arsenal fans, like all your major all rivals. Celebrated. We're all happy. We're all happy. Everyone's everyone's having fun because of his consistency. He's been a pain. He's been a big pain. For us, I mean, that, look at us now. Like, <laughs> have we won at Anfield in the league? No, nope. since he's been there. No, nope. right? So just think about that, right? Even last season when we had our like, you know, best team under Mikel Arteta, we still didn't win. Mm. 
you know, even after going two goals ahead, you know. So it's yeah, I'm happy, happy days. Yeah, you you took you took the point I was about to make, uh, Salibasonko, and you are spot on. Because that's what I was going to say. It's it's a it's a testament to how well he has done that yeah. all the rival fans are so happy to see him go. It's usually the opposite. Like I remember when Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was sacked, or when any of the when any of the rubbish managers Man United have had were sacked. I was like, oh no, I don't want him to be sacked. I want him to remain there <laughs> so they can continue being, being crap. But in this case, they are all happy that he's gone because they know, like Saliba Sanku said, he has been a he has been a pain in the ass of all these main rivals, and that's testament yeah. to how well they have done. And I would, before I let you come, I, I remember something he said in his first press conference that is. is it's what's more important is how people think of you when you're about to leave. What, what yeah. when you're about to leave the job? That's one of the first things he said, and it, it's just it's a fulfillment of what he has said at the beginning. That when he came, we we're like okay, excited. I will have this good coach coming. But I mean, look yeah. how gutted and devastated we are that he's leaving. So that that's more important. Yeah, yeah. So how are you coping now, Linger? Um. Uh... Well, I, had, I watched the video earlier today. I hadn't watched it. I decided not to. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be on the pod. I'm going to watch it. And cried a lot again. Um, it's hard. It's like, really, a lot of people have been like, oh, who are we going to bring? Or, or like, what does this mean for our, like, achievement in the future? And, like, I still feel like I'm not even really truly there yet. I just, like, I'm not yeah. even, like, that young. But Klopp's been a manager for, like, a third of, like, a third of my life, like, He's just the manager in so many important moments for our team and for me personally, and just like moments in the world. So like, it's something I never expected. I actually don't think I thought that he was going to sign another contract, but I thought we still had those two more years and not this season. And like, even watching, so going back to what you were saying about how he entered, he talked in his interview, in his interview a few days ago about like how he's leaving, he'd rather leave slightly early than slightly too late. I think that's, mm-hmm. I think that like, I think yeah. about Arsen actually, one of the greatest managers of all time and like, the kind of like not great way he left Arsenal. I'm glad that that's not what's happening with Jurgen, but it still mm. seems so early. And like, you know, anyone who's just seen him talk, like everyone's going to miss him being a character, at least, even if you're not going to miss Liverpool whooping your teams. But like him talking <laughs> a lot about how he wants to figure out like who he is outside of football and how like he just hasn't lived a normal life and he wants to see what else there is. And I've thought a lot about, he was just so honest about how like, I can only be successful if I'm really energetic about it. And right now I just feel like I don't have the energy. And I think mm. last season we were all talking a lot about how like, you know, is this it or whatever? And I'm glad that he stayed. And now he's really, he's built up something so great for the next manager and he's just being honest. And he's just like, I don't have it in me. And there's so much about like burnout and mental health or whatever. And like, for me, that's just real. This is one of those moments where I'm like, I'm so sad. I'm genuinely, I'm devastated, but I'm also, as usual, I just really respect his perspective and his authenticity about like, listen, I could still do it. He even said like, and they would never sack me. So even if I lost my energy, like people wouldn't be able to tell and no one would fire me, but I would know myself. So to make this choice on my own and like everyone, everyone who's watching this, like watch the Klopp interview. It's really, really interesting. He's very transparent as usual. he, He insisted several times that he's not sick and Ula's not sick. I'm a little worried that someone's sick because it just seems out of nowhere. But he said a few times that's not the case. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You know, conspiracy conspiracy mm-hmm. theorists will always come up with different angles. Right. But like you said, when you watch the whole interview, because when I was at work, the first thing I saw was like the 30-second snippet where he just announced I'm leaving. And then he says, look, I'm not sick. 
but I just don't have enough energy for this anymore. So at that stage, I didn't watch the whole video. So I was already thinking, hmm, something something has gone wrong. Because I was thinking it looks energized this season. You know, last season it looked haggard. Right. It looked it looked like it was tired. Last season it felt like it couldn't handle it. But this season he is already on Liverpool 2.0. He's he looked energized, he looked like he was up for it. So I was thinking yeah. something must have gone wrong. Why is he quitting? Something must have gone wrong. But when when you watch the whole interview, you see where it's coming from. And originally, he was supposed to leave next season anyway. He just yeah, he signed yeah. an extension. Yeah, it's just because his wife convinced him to extend. Mm -hmm. He was originally supposed to leave next season. So I think mm -hmm. he just went back to his original decision and just said, look, let me just leave after nine years instead of waiting another yeah. two years. And I, I know there will always be agendas. I already see, see people saying, oh, it's Liverpool's owners for F FSG. The owners are the ones mm -hmm. they pushed them out. They didn't give him money. I, I, I'm, I'm not a very big fan of the owners, but I'm not going to go on that agenda. I don't even have enough no, no. emotional. I don't have enough enough emotional bandwidth to go on that conspiracy theory. Exactly. That, oh, <laughs> I, I just want to process it and take it for face yeah. value for what they have said. And I believe him. I think he he just feels he won't have enough to give after next season. So it's better to just yeah. wrap it up the season. I believe him. I don't think there's anything ulterior. Hopefully, it, there's nobody's sake. I, I believe when you say there's nobody's sake, but yeah, I just yeah. don't think he has. I think, like that Batman film, it's better to die a hero than live long <laughs> enough to become a villain. Exactly. exactly. So just, just go out and the vision is louder. Because, I mean, things are on the up. We, we still might not win anything this season, but at least we're still in a better position than last season. Last season, we were so awful. That's why it's good he announced now and not later, because, like, whether we win mm. or not, I think like if we won something, if we didn't win something and then he announced it, it would like be read through that. But now it's just like pretty much no matter how we do, he's still mm. leaving. So I think that was actually pretty strategic. Yeah, yeah. I like the honesty. I like the fact that he just said, look, this is it. And uh, I mean, yeah, I said he's not going to coach in England again. Thank God, <laughs> because... I can't imagine seeing him going to maybe uh, Arsenal or Chelsea. Oh my no. God, I can't, I can't deal with that. No, so, no. and I believe he will keep his promise. He won't come back to England. I, I suspect he might end up in Spain at some stage. Uh, so that ties into the next question. Uh, like, okay, before we talk about the potential replacement, mm. what would be your best memory? Um, that he has given you as a Liverpool fan. One, one. <laughs> we'll limit it to one because there are so many. And after that, I'll take comments from some of our viewers and listeners. Yeah. But just while you're thinking um, on that, um, yeah. I think, I think meeting him was just really special for me. It's not about Liverpool. It's just personal to me, like being able to meet him. Yeah. And I, I told him, I was like, I'm too nervous to talk to you. My hands are shaking. And I showed him my hands. <laughs> And he laughed at me and he said it was okay. And he was just so kind to me and like. Sorry, think, like, sorry. Where was that? Was was that in, oh, where, where, where was California. that? California. California. Oh, lovely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, that's why I have all the pictures with Klopp. And everyone always like, "Who's your old white husband?" And I'm like, "No, that's Liverpool's manager." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, but I think for me, like the biggest memory or the impact or legacy for me is just like how much he shaped the his, his philosophy has shaped our club and me personally like i think the way that he's engaged with accountability is really beautiful and it's actually affected me in my teaching like when he says things like 
you know, like everything that they do well is really on them. And any big mistake we make is entirely on me. Like I think the way that he's like supported his players and helps grow them. So his legacy is just all the people who will come after him, right? All the players that we see right now, like even us as Liverpool fans, I think that like we're his legacy more than like the trophies. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, for, for me, legacy and best memory probably tie in together. <clears throat> um, the way it deals with setbacks, with adversities, the, the fates. Mm. And the one I remember most was when we lost the first Champions League final to um, oh, Madrid with Carrios. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> throwing the ball into the net and all of that nonsense. Yeah. But the way they dealt with it, you, I'm sure you've heard the story. All of them went to, to a, a hotel afterwards and they were having a party. And was thinking, and was just saying, "Look, we're coming back next year to win this." Yeah. And that's what they were singing. All of them were singing yeah. it. He was leading the song, and they came back the next year and they won it. The way it deals with adversity is something uh, I've not seen any manager mm. who deals with it that way. He's always philosophical all about it. He will say, "We, we will use this failure to succeed." That's right, the way exactly. he sees things. He, he will say, "We will use information from this to succeed." And it, I just think it's a way to apply it to somebody's life. I know some yeah. people. Some people say it's just a football coach. It's, a, it's just a football coach. But there's some things you can pick from people who are just football yeah. coaches. You know, there's some philosophies, philosophies of life. So for me, that's his biggest legacy: the way he deals with failure, with defeat, the way he turns it into a positive, the way he bounces mm -hmm. back. Because I mean, the first three finals he played with Liverpool, he lost. <laughs> I yeah, mean, yeah. he lost the he lost the Carling Cup final. He lost the Champions League final. He lost the Europa League final. So yeah, and yeah. eventually he became successful successful enough. So that's the biggest legacy for me. Um mm -hmm. I'll quickly take some comments. Friday, Opolopo, thank you for joining us. We Hi. wave at you too. Hi. <laughs> we have a Gakwame here. He has a comment for you. <laughs> Can you would you like to respond to that? That's Talibas Uncle. <laughs> How would you how would you like to adopt Unana? No. <laughs> yeah. Onana, Onana will be fine. Onana is a Onana is an outfield player. He's not. He's not a goalkeeper. In my eyes. I mean, with all with all due respect, with all with all due respect, when I when I look at him, I just see an outfield player first. Like he he, he behaves like an outfield player. He thinks like an outfield player. He carries himself like an outfield player. He's, he's such a such a unique unique profile. What I just don't like is the is the um is the banter like the banter has gone from just banter to like almost being like a caricature figure like uh yeah you know it's it's getting yeah. too much and of course if you if yeah. you understand if you understand colorism there's a bit of colorism there as well sure, so yeah, yeah. brother i tried to, brother brother I tried to, brother know, i feel you you know so i don't want to go too deep into into it's just unfortunate because this was the guy that was in the champions league team of the year uh like right. a few months ago right so he was operating at the top at the top of top of top of his game, but unfortunately, uh, the Manchester United thing happened. And when you listen to Manchester United fans, they also say that oh, we 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 kill players. This is where players come to. Yeah, play. it's true. You understand? So that that is also there, right? So yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, so but oh, I, to cut I, it absolutely. Off, no, mm -hmm. I, I won't be adopting him. You won't adopt him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I wasn't. I wanted to back you up. That's what, the reason why I was saying, brother, brother. This exact sentiment you expressed. I'm a Liverpool fan, so of course I would love to troll Man United. But I know in our WhatsApp, we have a WhatsApp group, and also we have a Facebook group. And I said on, in both places, I said I don't really like trolling. I don't like trolling on Anna. And the reason is 
generally black goalkeepers get a rough ride. They get a rough ride in world football. There's the stereotypical black black people can't make good goalkeepers. So it always makes me reluctant to troll on. And I even said it in, the, in our Facebook group. I said, look, okay, I know he's having a bad time. He's making errors. But I always feel so reluctant to troll him because I just know that stereotypical um, jab at black goalkeepers exists. And like you rightly say, it has become a caricature now. It has become, oh, it's banter, 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 onana this, onana that. Yes, he has made some bad mistakes, but I just think, it, for me, it's a bit distasteful. Maybe I'm just yes, being because I wanted, I'm black. I want to troll Black Oga Kwame. Black Oga Kwame, I want to troll you. Oga Kwame has a comment for you, Linga. He said, Linga, this is what you get for being an hater. You're always saying everything again, and you're always olaying. Say, look at God now. May Gerard coach your team in Jesus. You know, the good thing is, like, thank God this wasn't a few years ago when he was at Rangers or even Villa. Hopefully, everyone has sense now to know that Gerard is not a good manager right now. No. Please, God. No. <laughs> no, no. Gerard, Gerard is nowhere near the job. Nowhere near the no, job. You guys, you, guys, you guys need to give him a second chance. <laughs> no, no, thank you. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> He's, a no. He's one of my favorite players of all time. Not everyone can be good at everything. Yeah, yeah. And he had the chance to win the league for us in um, 2022 when Aston Villa were playing yeah, against Man City. It was written in fate that they would help us, but no. Yeah, and they still, they still bottled it up. So, yeah, they still bottled it. So, we, we gave him a chance to win the league for us and he messed it up in 2022 so no <laughs> no way we don't want him <laughs> we don't want him um yeah so that's well I i'll just read some stats i mean to put in perspective because already the thing is with this kind of news people rival fans start getting fatigued straight away they'll be like oh come on the news is all about club 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 and then they start bringing out all, all the jabs all the trolls oh it's one only one league title oh it's one only one champions league uh, I mean, that's that's the comeback that they have. Only one Champions League, only one league title. Yeah, but look at the guys we're competing against. Lance Armstrong FC, the guys who are doping financially with 115 charges. <laughs> if they were not there, probably we'll have a couple more league titles and probably we still <laughs> get awarded some of the league titles if they get found guilty. <laughs> so who knows? So, I mean, it's all about context. Um, yeah, he lost a couple of Champions League finals. One because of Carrius, who decided to throw the ball into his own net and just give away goals, and then second one, Courtois who was just on fire. It's it's it happens. We won one out I of mean, three. Anyone, no, no. anyone saying Klopp isn't a good manager is just being insincere. Like we all agree that obviously he's an incredible manager. He's one of the best the yeah. Prem has seen. He's entirely revolutionized Liverpool to the rage and envy of all these other fans. Like people are putting out stats, and I'm like, yeah, but means that we've won the league in the champions league and all these i don't understand like it's won everything it's won everything all yeah, the major like, trophies won everything yeah but the argument is he should have won more but i'm just saying there's context to why he hasn't he won 97, more 97 98 99 points and not winning the league man there's nothing else like <laughs> <laughs> and, and give me a manager who who has never been caught for i mean who has never been charged for testing positive drugs like Pep Guardiola was was caught twice. Give me a manager like that. Or give me a manager that was not in charge of Barcelona when Barcelona were being accused of bribing referees. Or give me a manager that's not been in charge of, of Man City when Man City have been charged with 115 charges. And I'll take Klopp every day 
every single minute, every single second. Every, I'll take him over. But, every team but City would take Klopp in a heartbeat. So <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All these ones laughing at him now. They will put red carpets to welcome him if he ever came to the club. So that's Jurgen Klopp for you. I'll give a couple of statistics before we move off this section. Um, he has a 60, 60% winning rate, IS. Basically, it's the second IS in Liverpool's history, but it's most likely going to beat that because he's on 60.73%. And Kenny Douglish is on 60.91%. And so he's probably going to be the one with the highest winning percentage ever as a Liverpool manager. So that puts it in yeah, perspective. Yeah. So apart from the trophies, I mean, since he was appointed in 2015, we have amassed 671 points in the league. Only yeah. Man City have only Man City have gotten more points in that period. He's the only Liverpool we're manager like to have won. Eighty above the next person. The next person's like eighty below yeah. us or something. Like <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, it, it, it's just there are so many, so many things, so many records. I mean, what what do you want to what do you want us to talk about if the Chelsea fans are happy to see him go? The Chelsea fans are happy to see him go because we beat them in two domestic cup finals just two years ago, and they've not beaten us at Anfield since he came. <laughs> you know, Arsenal fans are happy yeah. to see him go because we keep knocking them out of cups and we mm. still beat them every time. My United fans are happy to see him go because I mean, United seven, fans are like seven up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, five one, like there's like. He's five zero at Old Trafford with that team, <laughs> and so they're happy to see him go because he's he's even Man City even Pep, did you see did you see Pep Guardiola um Guardiola like, interview here. <laughs> exactly he said this this he said all the few the few days before every Liverpool match he can't sleep <laughs> because he's he's worried that Klopp is going to do something and that's the thing even head to head head to head um Klopp is leading them and uh, leading Guardiola. Head to head, I mean wins. Uh, he, he has more wins than Gadolia in head to head match. Like any other, any other manager, right? Any other manager, you know. That's it. So let's see what Agua Comics has to say before we move off this section, and we'll have let's have Saliba's uncle back. Um, so Agua Comics says Klopp is the best thing to happen to you guys in the last two to three decades. I hear Liverpool fans are crying, <laughs> just like our Ghanaian friends. I, I, you can see that pun. I like that pun. These <laughs> Liverpool fans are crying. It took, it, took, it took me a second. I was like, what? <laughs> um, yeah. I, Thank you. Literally, I've cried every day. <laughs> like, it's brutal. It's hard out here, man. It is. It is. I mean, the first, the first day, I when everybody were, that's like Linga, like you said, people are already talking about the next manager. Would we want? I couldn't even process it. I was still processing my grief, and people were yeah. already talking the next minute about the next manager. Why? I can't. I'm still trying to process this guy leaving. <laughs> Some of you have moved on already. I don't know. People process their grief differently, anyway. Exactly. Um, but and yeah, and I think, and I, and I think it's because of the times that we are currently in. It's very mm -hmm. difficult to find world class managers. That's one, mm -hmm. two. It's difficult to get them to maintain that longevity and sure. the stability that comes with that as well. It's very difficult. And people have seen it. I mean, when Man City found the manager, they kept the manager. You've got yeah. to keep that manager because there's no point in, you know, having a high turnover, letting them go after two to three years. When you find that person, you keep that person. You know, you don't have... Yeah, yeah. Like, when, when Chelsea lost... Uh, 
the the guy at Bayern now. What's his name? Tommy. Uh, Tuchel. Tuchel. Yeah. Tuchel. When, yeah. Yeah. When they lost him, I mean, look at look at where they are now, right? Like it's been mm-hmm. it's you know yeah. they've been all over the place, and yeah. they probably should have given him more time, but they sacked him as if it was 2005, where you can just go to the market <laughs> and pick and pick right, another manager. Exactly. It's it's really difficult. I mean, and and this is not dismissing the fact that like. There were issues that needed to be solved. Yes, but sure. I, th- I think the reason Liverpool fans are, are, you know, not very happy with the club news is where do you go from here? Like, I mean, yeah. it's not going to be the end of the world, but where do you find that manager? Because for you yeah. to, for you to get, for for you to maintain or to sustain yourself at the top, that manager is so crucial. I don't see yeah. anybody doing anything at the top of. At the, at, at the top, you know, echelon of football today without the manager. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Because they're, they're the building blocks. And yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, we'll wrap up the club sex session. Um, basically, well, we all know that the name's been thrown out. <laughs> the name's been thrown out as. Zabi Alonso, Roberto De Zerbi, but I just don't have I don't have the bandwidth to start even thinking of that yet. So I just I, we won a match today. I mean Liverpool actually played it. on a future pod, exactly. Like my I can't even really, really I'm not ready for him to go yet. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. So but I mean Liverpool even played it today and we won five two. But it's still secondary to the big news. <laughs> the big news is club is living. But we'll move on. We'll wrap up that um, section. But I'll just take some comments before we proceed to talk about Arsenal with um, Saliba Zonko. Uh, somebody, Facebook user, please put your name. He says, Linga, my party. Basically, Linga, my friend. So um, I'm trying to guess who that is. Who could that you know be? know who it is, and then I'll say whether or not we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ogakwami has another question for Sadiba Zonko. He says, Are you taking Zavi at Arsenal? Mm, interesting. <laughs> Any response? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that for life. No, no not that. Like, it's um, Chavi, Chavi has potential, but that's, that's mm. just the potential. Nothing is guaranteed. It's very difficult mm. to. Uh, to to coach at the top level and manage a top team in Europe nowadays is very difficult because you need time. You need like it's and there are no guarantees that these guys are going to be successful. So you probably have to mm-hmm. just ride along with it. And as you ride along, what are you going to lose along the along the way? So Liverpool might gain on you. You know Chelsea might gain, like it's it's so competitive. And Xavi is also <laughs> complaining about the same thing back in Barcelona that like everyone wants to kill you, like everyone wants, wants to criticize you, like nobody gives you time. Uh, I'm 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 happy seeing it as as a manager because he sort of lived that experience as a. As a player, but he didn't have to think about it because he was playing. So yeah, it, it's tough. Like I mean, people now people are looking for guarantees. Give mm. me Angelotti, give me Pep, give me Klopp. You know, it's like mm. because, yeah, it's, it's tough. Yeah, that will tie that will tie us into that will be a segue for us to talk about Arsenal. But I just quickly round up the comments before. Um, so basically, Facebook user says, "See my Liverpool family as well, rebuilding trauma." So, um, Linga, in answer, the answer to your is, question... The team is rebuilt, though. Like, I'm not worried about that. Like, this was the rebuilding, and it's worked. 
So I guess the next yeah. question is, what is the style of the new manager? <laughs> yeah, but I want to answer your question about who was saying mm -hmm. they're your friend. It's Idris. Idris is <laughs> Idris says he's the one saying. Don't know. Um, you don't know <laughs> Chelsea fan. <laughs> Chelsea fan, Todd Bully, Todd Bully gang. Um, he says, where do we go from here? Back to the streets. So okay. Um, so yeah, basically, Idris, Idris is having fun because Chelsea. Anyway, I don't think he should be running his mouth too much because they are coming to Anfield on Wednesday. So, <laughs> so I don't know why he's why he's happy because they might get smashed at Anfield on Wednesday. Um, so um, Saliba's uncle, we have that question there. Title race has not been written off too early. I mean, it's the highest three bunch, definitely beyond the reach of the elephants. I mean, I looked at the table, it's five points. Of the Arsenal are just five points off the top, 17 games to go. I think they've been written off too early. I think the, the, the string of bad results um, made people feel like it's all over. I, of course, I went to AFTV and I saw some of your fans shouting that, yeah, it's all over. But I don't know. What do you think? Five points? Is it? Insurmountable, especially with Liverpool coming to uh, Liverpool are coming to the Emirates on Sunday, next yeah, Sunday. Liverpool, so yeah, Liverpool are coming to the Emirates, but we still have to go to Spurs. We still have to go to the Etihad. Mm -hmm. We still have to go to Old Trafford. Spurs are a different outfit this season. They are not afraid. They used to be afraid of us. No. They're not afraid, <laughs> um, and that's exactly and that's a big problem. And when you when you when you do that, I mean, you could see even when Pep went there, like. Peppers had to deal with some demons at that stadium. Um, and then Old Trafford, we haven't won there since like when? Eight, last time we won there was when Emmanuel Adebayo scored, I think, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> it's still very Crazy. difficult to win at Old Trafford. Mm -hmm. And then we have to go to the Etihad as well. Very, very difficult. And if you look at the games that we that we drew and and lost, like we we lost the game against Fulham. If you want to win the league, no one's expecting you to lose that game against Fulham. Mm. Uh, we drop points at home uh, to Fulham as well. Like yeah. we didn't expect that. So, uh, and then you look at the West Ham game. You don't lose that game if you want to win the league. You just don't. I mean, look at Liverpool. They've lost once, and they, they were. And we didn't. And the reason yeah. we lost. Okay, I'm not gonna. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We know what happened there. We know what happened there, right? So, like, so. Let, let me just go back. The reason Arsenal fans, let's let's not talk about Ateta in Ateta. The reason Arsenal fans are freaking out is because of history and because of how they feel. How you feel is how you feel. And why do you feel the way you feel? Because you've been hot in the past. You've been hot in the past and you still mm. see some signs of those things coming back. You still see some signs. And what signs do you see? Um, do you see conviction? Like when we watch our team, we have more questions. Last season, we didn't have a lot of questions because we dominated for the you know, long spells of the <laughs> season till till we fell apart. But when we fell apart, we could see some things that were missing. You know, some of our key players were missing. So mm -hmm. we had that as like a comfort zone to hide under and say, yes, Saliba was missing for a few uh for a few games and you know Thomas yeah. Partey lost form you know so we could justify it but then we are not seeing that same team this season we are not mm. as convincing we're not playing that swashbuckling football this mm. season and it's been a bit of a struggle and now 
we have to deal with Liverpool and then we have to deal with City and then we lose three games in a row. You can't do that. So that's why Arsenal fans are looking at it and saying it's over. Does it make sense? If you look at, if you consider history, if, if you consider what's happening now, if you consider the you know, experience of the manager, the fact that we haven't done it before, the manager hasn't done it before, right? Mm. The manager has not done it before. So when people, people talk about Pep and Klopp, they always have to give them that credit to say, yeah, you know, it might yeah. be difficult. However, and they the have experience. They've done it before. Either. They know how to do it. They know how mm-hmm. to win it. Exactly. And it's a very young team. This team hasn't won anything. Yeah. Like the last Arsenal team that won something under Mikel was everyone's practically gone right so there are many reasons why arsenal fans are worried if you want to be optimistic about this fair play to you but you should also be fair enough to to, you know to consider you know the several factors you you know that underpin why people might be very very worried so have they written us off too early Mm. yes but there are very good reasons why they've done that um well yeah very good answer mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's exactly well like it's just cities it's cities league basically so who can pose a challenge and it's i feel exactly. like it's liverpool and arsenal i think villa's probably not gonna be able to maintain it and like i just i don't imagine arsenal winning it for some of the reasons you said but are they out of it entirely no it's just fun to troll them when they lose like they're not out of it at all <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I mean, um, Ola, if you want to be, if you want to be positive as well, I mean, we, as Arsenal fans, we we speak almost every time. You know, we, we have all this, you know, debates, uh, all these um, platforms that we that we discuss. If you look at last season, there were some key elements of our game last season that you know was very clear. For instance, Zinchenko playing uh, as a left back, he was basically a midfielder last season yeah mm-hmm. was helping yeah. us you know phase one helping us to progress the ball we had i think the highest amount of progressive passes into the final third last season mm-hmm. it's almost mm-hmm. like a deploying playmaker like the brainchild of the team i accept all his you know inadequacies or because a lot of people are angry about him so let's 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 also acknowledge that and then we had thomas party for the first time he played more than 30 games in mm. in the league for the first time right and Thomas Partey is a ridiculously good player I mean when you watch him in the Ateta system playing as a six his centrality his ability on the ball the fact that he could receive the ball anywhere anyhow his flexibility his ability to beat the press his verticality just ridiculous so what that did with Granit Xhaka playing just next to him it just gave us this ridiculous balance. We're so balanced mm. when, you know, when Zinchenko went forward, Chaka knew when to drop, he knew when to go. Uh, then mm-hmm. we had the, the two monsters in Saliba and Gabriel. They could push forward. They could, you know, compress teams in. And then Martin Odegaard didn't need to come back. He was practically just playing as a forward. And that was how he was able to get 15 goals. So that team was almost like perfect. But we haven't had that mm. this season. Party has been injured all season. Zinchenko has been on and off. Declan Rice is a new, is a new uh, um is a new element that we have to sort of adapt to. And he has to adapt to us as well. And then mm. we have the Kai Kai Havertz thing. So it's almost like a new team. You know that we have to use to sustain a a title challenge 
so it's very difficult <clears throat> yeah well i think for me i think especially with the new system i think maybe there was a bedding in period that we have to factor in for i am um, like you said zaka zaka left you have kaya saying i think ateta tried to trick something so that you guys are not as predictable as predictable this season because of course based on last season people start analyzing what you did last season and try to nullify you. so i think he was just trying to maybe make some tweaks um of course yes that's not been free flowing but even liverpool that's the thing liverpool we have not been free flowing until recently no, no. like yeah we, we were just nicking some wins here and there but i think since january we started scoring a lot of goals i mean started scoring four goals five goals but we're not doing that most of the season we're, we're yeah, stop yeah. and start like arsenal so but, but I, the reason why i don't want to write arsenal off is arsenal have a good defense number one i mean i think you guys have the second or top best defense in the league and then very good at set plays <laughs> very very good at set pieces mm -hmm. i mean the number of goals arsenal score from set pieces and in the tight games especially when you start playing against the top top boys those set plays will come in handy and arsenal are so good at them um i mean you, I, I take your point that you guys have dropped points to Fulham, West Ham, teams that you should not drop points to. But Liverpool, we drop points to Luton. <laughs> we drop points yeah, to yeah. Luton. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we, we, we drop points they shouldn't have. Like, it's actually a pretty yeah. open league more than usual, and like that's that's been yeah, fun. yeah, exactly. So Man City drop points to uh, they lose, they lost at home to was it West Ham or who beat them? Somebody beat them at home. Um, yeah, they drew two two with Crystal Palace. So everybody yeah. has, uh, has the teams, yeah, they've dropped points too. Um, I just think, I think Arsenal still in it up. Uh, five points mm -hmm. for me, it's not a big, it's not a big gap, especially with Liverpool coming up, um, where you can cut that league to two points. I mean, at the best of times, yeah, yeah. it's not like, it's not like Liverpool go to the Emirates and win all the time either. <laughs> you know, so, okay, we won in the FA Cup, but it's, it's still tight, but yeah. Yeah, um, lost. Sorry, yeah, go ahead, please. Yeah, I said they lost. They lost last season. They lost at the Emirates. Yeah, we lost three two. Yeah, lost at the Emirates last season three two. So um, let's well, Ogakwami. I think he jinxed. He jinxed. Um, <laughs> he jinxed DR Congo because this comment he made was when no. Egypt were leading, and when DR Congo were leading Egypt just a few minutes ago. But now they've equalized because I'm watching also. No! <laughs> Egypt have equalized through penalty. So one one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we need. We need. Uh, we need Egypt to win. No, we don't. No, we don't need <laughs> really Egypt to right. win. <laughs> we want Egypt out as soon as possible so they can leave us to, to recover Salah, <laughs> please. So yeah. actually, and what I would say is I'm different. That's not actually my motivation. I want teams to actually go far in Africa with their, with their countries, but I only root for, in order, the West African teams and then the Black African teams and then the rest are last. So I want Egypt out for that reason. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, yeah. One, one, I, you jinxed it. Yeah, not don't you know the loss <laughs> of Pim? It. <laughs> the loss of Pim, Ogakwame. So that leads us a segue into the Afcon, Afcon, Afcon chat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Ogakwame is also telling us about why he doesn't want Egypt to win it. They've won it seven times, <laughs> so we don't need them winning it eight times. And he it says it's with you linger on that. So no, we've never yeah. been on the same page like this. Crazy. <laughs> Maybe we're even friends now. Can we be friends finally? <laughs> um so quick question. Um Saliba's uncle, 
Are you originally from Cameroon? I don't know why Kwame was asking you, do you want to adapt or Nana? No, no, no. I am Nigerian. I'm from oh, Lagos. Wow. <laughs> oh, okay. So I thought maybe you're I don't know why I was asking you to adopt or Nana. <laughs> He's just trying to get rid of Onana to anybody. I'm from Ikorodu, Ikorodu, Lagos. That's where I'm from. Ah, Lagos boy. <laughs> so... I was Lagos yesterday after after Nigeria knocked out Cameroon. I, I was Lagos bubbling. I am actually in Canada. I've been oh. I've been out, I've been out, out of the country since 2010. Last time I was oh, in Nigeria okay. was in 2013. But um, ah, yeah. even more recent. Uh, well, I've been I've been there more recently. I, think I was in Nigeria 2017. But I'm sure yeah. Nigeria would have been bu I mean bubbling yesterday, oh, knocking yeah. out Cameroon. The, oh, yeah, the old enemy. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was um I, I was saying on Twitter yesterday that we know how to keep a grudge, um, yeah. as, as as Nigerians, and I will never forget. Like I um I still have nightmares, you know, from that 2000 team. What they did to us uh, yeah. at the yeah. national stadium in Surulere in, in 2000. I mean, I still picture that team. The goalkeeper, uh, Lauren Etamemeya, Rugobe Song, Raymond Kala. Patrick Mboma, all those guys like Solomon, Bill Chato, Samuelet, all of them. They they were so good, so strong. They were so African. When I say so African, they they were not faced by anything. They knew they knew how to deal with us. That we've lost three times in final Afcon finals to them. So yeah. they, they just knew and they just knew and, you know, some things weren't for them, but it was a devastating loss. Mm. The most pride. painful, the people most painful cried. loss I've suffered as a Nigerian Yeah, a lot of people cried. So when Sunday Olise got to the podium and he was crying, like mm. that was the country crying, basically. Yeah. And till today, we still feel that pain. So anytime oh, yeah. we... We stick it to Cameroon is 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 a very good day to be honest. <laughs> Absolutely, I enjoyed it that way because I think I, I was I was still I was still in Nigeria then, so that would be two thousand yeah two thousand, and yeah. it felt it felt like the whole country suffered a tra tragedy. I mean, losing mm -hmm. that final to them in our own stadium because they, they went two nil up, so that was the, that was a sad thing. Cameroon actually took a two nil lead, then Nigeria fought back, <laughs> got it two two, then went to penalties. Then the penalty shootout, Nigeria actually scored a penalty that crossed the line, but there was no goal line technology. So the penalty was ruled out, but it was no. actually in. Yeah, so that's why it was more painful. Victor Pepper, he, he hit the penalty, he hit the crossbar, bounced and crossed the line, but there was no goal line technology. So the referee said, no, that didn't cross the line. And then we lost the penalty shootout to them. And that was the third time we lost the final to Cameroon. <laughs> so the pain, oh like, that's why I understand what uh, Sadiba Sampe is saying. Up to now, that pain is still there. Like, how did we lose that mm -hmm. final? And we lost it to these guys. They're just our next door neighbor. They're just next to us. You know, so beating them yesterday was so sweet. I mean, it wasn't a great match, to be honest. It was not a great match. We didn't really play well, but we played better than them. <laughs> we played better than them. They were, they were you know not good. They were not good. Um, yeah. you guys watch, I'm glad you guys won, by the way. I have a lot of Nigerian family. But also, Cameroon broke our hearts. Did you watch Gambia, Cameroon? It was a good game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, three, two. So... We were so close and we had that goal that was obviously a handball, but I was praying so hard. We'd like illegally get it somehow. I'm like, has the right like bribe gone out or please somebody. 
And when we when the game started, I seen that we were just out. And then when we saw the Senegal result, we were like, wait, if we beat them, we're gonna continue. And I wanted to be at least be Onana so that I could we could at least score on Onana. But like, man, I was so sad. So I was thrilled. I was thrilled. Nigeria won. Yeah. So what what results would I put Gambia through? Like if Gambia Gambia beat Cameroon, we won. We. I think if we, I think if we won it all because weren't we we'd be like one point ahead of Guinea or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Gambia were two one. They were two one up. Gambia were two one up yeah. in that match. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. So Ogakwami said, "Well, Saliba's uncle. He said he have already adopted Saliba. <laughs> so he was hoping he was hoping that he could adopt another fellow African. <laughs> That's why he was asking. Like Madonna." <laughs> Madonna yeah. and Angelina Jolie to adopt yeah. him. The man yeah, is the reason. The, the man man is the reason I. Yeah. Oh. oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Since we were talking about African, I decided to call in and use my powers of nepotism. Since I have. What is going on? Yeah, Saliba's uncle. I was hoping you could adopt a fellow African child. You know, do Madonna <laughs> FC for us. Just because you're over here adopting, you're over here adopting African children all over the place. We need yeah. to come out and try in Manchester, but no, uh, no, no, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, Onana is there, like agent Onana is there to serve a purpose, and he's doing a very good job. We are very, <laughs> we are very happy. We are very happy with what he's he's, he's, he's doing at Manchester United. Long live the king! Long live the king. <laughs> yeah. I think you wanted to explain why why you have your name as Saliba's uncle. I think you were about to tell us. Yeah. I, I like the um, when Arsenal went in for Saliba, I, I I didn't know who he was, but I knew that you know there were lo- lo- lots of interest, and so I went and looked him up. The first thing I saw was uh, he was just an absolute unit. He's just so mm-hmm. big, and I was like, who's this guy? And then the name, the name sounds so ethnic, like mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. like Saliba, it's like it's like some African warrior. Like mm-hmm. you know, like some <laughs> mythical African warrior, and he's big. He can play football, and he looks so confident. I was like, "Yeah, that's my guy," you know. And yeah. there's this thing, there's this thing in football where if a player gets injured during the time they are out, they they just become better. For instance, if you mm-hmm. lose Van Dyke for like a whole season, you're gonna say, "Yeah, like you know, Van." If we had Van Dyke there, you know, we would have won. Yeah, you know, so. With Saliba, when we got him, we just we just picked him up so much that you know we started thinking you know that this guy is gonna do something special. He's gonna be this special thing, and I'm actually surprised that he's actually this good because I I yeah. in my head I just I yeah I just I could because I didn't scout him right I didn't scout him. Apparently, a lot of people scouted him and they knew who he was. Then when I started scouting him, that, then that was that was when I knew. But I just like the name. But quick, quick quick question. But mm-hmm. but the thing is, I think he was loaned. Uh, he arrived as Arsenal, then he got loaned somewhere else. Yeah, twice initially. Yeah, he got, yeah, he got twice. twice. Yeah, oh. he went to. He got loaned to Nice and he got loaned to um, Olympic Marseille, and there were lots of issues with the way we managed him, and we were so lucky that we, uh, that we. Um, that he wanted to play for Arsenal because we would have lost him. We, we didn't manage him. I was going to ask. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was going to ask. Because I was thinking, did those, in your opinion, did, did those loans shape him to become a better defender? Because, I mean, uh, for example, let me tell you, just before you answer, I'm a mm-hmm. big fan of Saliba. Last season, mm-hmm. I was defending you, Arsenal guys, because after the season, people were like, oh, Arsenal bottled it. But I was like, losing Saliba was a big factor. 
But people are like, yeah, yeah, everybody has injuries. Everybody has injuries. Yeah, okay, every club has injuries, but not all injuries are equal. Injuries to, to big players matter. And I was like, yeah. losing Saliba was a big factor in Arsenal's school yeah, after that season. Yeah. So I'm a big Saliba fan. But, yeah. but what I'm asking is, do they, did the loans shape him to become a better defender or do you think it was a waste of time sending him on those loans? No, I mean, Saliba divided a lot of people because purely okay. based on the way we managed him and people who wanted to defend the manager, they would use that to say, you know, how can you call uh, a, a loan experience of that nature uh, bad? Because, you know, he played a lot of games for Nice. I think when it was at Nice here and um, Saliba and uh, Todibo, they, they partnered at centre-back and they were very good. And they turned uh, Nice's fortunes around. And then uh, when he went to Olympic Marseille, he played over 30 games, played basically every game he was available for. And they were the second best team in the country, right? So you look at that and say, that's valuable experience. But that's not the point. The point is, like, mm. did we need to send him out? Uh, and is he good enough or was he good enough to, to to play in the team? So bottom line, he was good enough to play in the team. We sent him out. He got experience playing playing in France, yes. Uh, it's it's a win-win for us now, but we shouldn't manage a talent like that anymore. Uh, we shouldn't manage, you know, we shouldn't do what we did with him to any other big talent anymore. That's the, that's the message that we, we, we are just trying to pass here. We were just lucky that, you know, he didn't turn out badly for us. You know, it would have been very painful if, if we had lost mm -hmm. him. Fantastic. Okay, we'll round up the outcome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. By the way, Saliba is from Cameroon. His mom is from Cameroon. Yeah. Um, ah. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I, well. I, I, I just want to talk about how this AFCON, it is low-key becoming, like, as iconic as any other AFCON that we have. It's been good. Have. Good games. Um, exactly. I think, I think with this AFCON, this AFCON is showing that the the landscape of African football is changing. Mm -hmm. It is shifting. The 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 regular African giants, you know, shout out Bonaboy. Uh, the regular African giants that we associate with African football, they're not standing ten toes anymore. The real mm -hmm. the only real African giants that are standing ten toes in this Afcon, maybe Morocco and Senegal. Senegal. That's it. Right. Uh, Egypt. These men are wobbly. Tunisia out, Algeria out, Nigeria. Eh, we're all right. We're there, you know. Cote d'Ivoire, lucky. Cameroon, yeah. Pepe, you know. Ghana, they are crying, you know. Like <laughs> these, these so-called small teams: Cabo Verde, Angola, Mozambique, like Equatorial Guinea. Equatorial Guinea lost by, I mean, they at the very, very last second of today's mm. this kind of been yeah. the entire tournament so i'm just mm. very very happy that the yeah. uh, that that football in africa is changing and it's changing yeah. you know it's it's changing in a way that lets that 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 makes the so-called big teams like you know just stand strong and don't don't, don't think yeah. because in nigeria you can beat angola that game against right. Angola, we have to play. Angola. <laughs> right, like, that game against Angola, it is, that game is going to be very, very difficult because those guys yeah. can play ball. Angola yeah. can play ball. They will, make, they will make your defenders, if, if your defenders are slow, 
they will play through the lines and just in two mm -hmm. seconds you're facing your goalkeeper. So uh, I just love it, regardless of I'm with Linger. As long as uh, as long as Egypt is out, um, I, I'm cool. I'm cool. I, ju I just need <laughs> I just need like a team that is not a traditional big African team to win it, mm -hmm. and I'm good. So anyway, peace out, guys. Saliba's on cool. Thank you, boss. Okay. All right. Peace. <laughs> Thank you. See you. We have to start calling him Nana's uncle, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. All right. So, so we'll just go to the last um, segment of this podcast. And um, since Queen Scouser, Queen Scouser is about to leave us very shortly, I'll just quickly get, get you to um, just non-footy charts. Like what yeah. TV show or film are you looking forward to in 2024? I follow some of your posts and I know you're really big <laughs> into your films and TV very, shows. You have very, very good reviews. Yeah, you. so you have very good reviews. So which one are you looking mm -hmm. forward to, to being released in 2024? Dune Part 2. Tickets Ooh. Are out. The AMC site crashed as it always does, but I got my tickets. Um, I really like the first one. I like like... I just really like big narratives in everything. Like that's why I'm also really interested in football history and how it shapes us and stuff like that. But I thought the first one was like, I kind of felt the way that people say they felt when they first saw Star Wars. I thought the effects were so incredible and I was sitting there in awe and it was so great. So I'm really excited to see that. Oh, wow. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. I saw the first one. I think I just saw the first one last year. And yeah, it's yeah, yeah. a very good story to it. That's the one with the blue eyes. IMAX. It has to be an IMAX. And so then like, it's like gigantic <laughs> Zendaya. And you're like, yes, Zendaya, I love you so much. <laughs> and what about Timothy Ch Chalamet? Or what do, how do you pronounce yeah, his name? Yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah, he's fine. But life is good. Zendaya. <laughs> Zendaya for, for president. <laughs> exactly, for real. Taliban's uncle, do you have any TV show or um movie that you're looking forward to in 2024 uh tv show wow interesting i think um I, i've just started watching uh is it G giselda giselda on netflix oh i've heard it's really good yeah because um, is it griselda i can't remember what it's yeah. called yeah yeah griselda yeah she's like the the godmother of like cocaine uh she was mm she was the person before Pablo Escobar and she come, you know, she came from Medellin as well. And I'm a big yeah. fan of like true crime and watched all cool. narcos and all that stuff. Right. So yeah. And, uh, and more documentaries, more crime documentaries, true crime. Sure. Yeah. Nice. 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 Now I'm looking forward Press to well, the boy. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. The boy. The boys, um, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> we will like that's to watch crazy, man. Like, oh, that's yeah. just crazy. Yeah, let's do what Omlam. Um, I know they, they had one last season, um, last year that was called Gen V. Gen V okay. was like a yeah, it's just like a bridge to the next boys yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really good. so really good. it was good. Yeah, so, but I'm, I'm just waiting to see what Omlanda and the gang get up to in 2024. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good show. I like. Doesn't he just feel like a Manchester United player? Like he's just has the air of a Manchester United player. That's My goodness! Cool. I'm sorry, yeah, Did you hear? Exactly. I was going to say, you're not friends. I take it back. <laughs> I was going to say, you're lucky. That family was not here to respond to that. 
Oh wow. Anyway, I think we're just about to wrap it up. Yeah, I, I'm 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 sure EJ is going to be happy with me because I kept this under an hour. Because usually we're always over an hour on this podcast. And yes, we can see club. <laughs> um Linga, I'll, I'll reach out to you because I think we still need to process this grief together. <laughs> because I, oh I'm not God, really dealing with it. <laughs> well, you had some whiskey going, but I didn't have any. I just had right. some energy drink. <laughs> so, and um, Saliba's uncle, so happy to have you with us. Um, do you want to I plug anything? Yeah. Do you, do you want to plug anything? Do you have a football podcast or channel, social media um, you want to plug? No, just follow me on, follow me on Twitter at uh, MD Gunner, Saliba's uncle on uh, Twitter. Uh, let's, let's, right, let's. And also everyone follow that. me, LFC San Francisco. Um, cool. Go with me because I post a lot about Mane. <laughs> and, and, and also, now, also. Like, Don't you meet mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, also, there's there's ARTV. It's uh, it's it's an Arsenal channel. It's predominantly just in a very tight Nigerian community. Arsenal fans who just come Fun. together after the game, and yeah, it's it's really big. ARTV. Follow ARTV yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. Sure. All right, and um, Linga, yeah, Mrs. Mane. Hey, hope, hope, hope you're coping well with Mane's Mane's newly okay. wedded bride. First of all. <laughs> Okay, two things. First of all, I'm not like in love with Mane. He's just like my brother. Oh, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he, I've, I've met him. He's so much shorter than me. And that's not usually my type. Like, he's a lot oh my God. Like, I don't know if you guys know this. I'm really tall. I'm actually really tall. He's a lot shorter than me. So that disqualifies him. That's a no-no. Red flag. A little bit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. It's been great having you guys, and Thank I mean, enjoy the rest Everybody. of your Sunday. And right, we will you. definitely and um, so give us a like, a subscribe, share, and we'll talk to you next Sunday. Bye. Bye. All right. Bye.